Welcome to Let's Talk, a podcast where we just talk about life's ups and downs, about the existential questions, and the small day-to-day stuff, pretty much anything. Join me, Sarah, and me, Amy, for a 30-minute conversation about whatever. Let's talk. About what? About measuring success for yourself. Oh, what a fun topic and a great follow-up to our last podcast where we were talking about setting goals. Yes, because the the thing about setting goals is that you've got to measure your success. But, you know, I think it's really important, just like we talked last time about how you have to sort of personalize your goals and your habits to yourself, you really need to personalize how you're going to measure success because I think there's a very narrow definition of success um, if you just kind of look to society and what society says success looks like. But really, there are so many ways to be successful and you kind of have to, I think, embrace what you see as success and you're going to be able to, um, I think, just be a lot more fulfilled in in what you do with your life if you can learn how to decide for yourself what success looks like. You're exactly right. Uh, Success is different to everybody, depending on where you are in life, where you've been in life, where you want to be in life, what you're surrounding yourself with. And if you are constantly measuring your own sense of success against the barometers of other people's successes, that's going to change just from interaction to interaction. So it's really something that you have to decide for yourself and you can obviously adjust that, you know, um, and other people's successes and, um, you know, accomplishments and things can be um, inspiring, but you need to decide for yourself what success means to you, um, not what my success is based on what you think my success is, or I'll be good enough if Sarah thinks this of me, or, um, you know, (laughs) uh, it it really has to be just within your own self, um, not caring about what other people think. Yes. Well, it's so funny because I think about um, the movie Rudy, like the football movie, you know, where he like plays college football. Well, I've never actually seen it, but I bet our listeners probably have watched more movies than <laughs> I live in a cave. <laughs> was a pretty classic old, you know, inspirational, maybe one of like the first inspirational sports movies kind of thing. But anyway. And that I haven't seen it. It's okay. <laughs> Well, it's, it's a very, very classic movie, but my husband hates it. And he just thinks that it's like so dumb because he's like, you know, he just, he, this kid, he just gives his all to be on the football team. And he, you know, I, spoiler, I guess, for anyone who hasn't seen it, he, he finally yeah, gets to play. Just me. <laughs> he finally gets to play in like the last game, you know, ever, like of his college career. Um, And so, you know, the point of the movie is kind of the inspiration that he like he he accomplished his goal, despite the fact I think he was really small, maybe. um, Despite the fact that he was just, you know, kind of too small, everyone said, you know, he finally did get to do what he wanted to do. But my husband's like, well, he didn't get to like, be a player. He just sat on the bench and then played in one game. Um, And so, you know, I think that's such a funny kind of portrait of of that exact thing that, you know, 
it really does depend on who you are as to if you're going to see that as success or not. And if you do, if you're like, look, my goal was to play college ball. And I did. I was on the team and I played in the game. I accomplished that goal. Um, you know, they might make a movie about you because <laughs> you, you achieved that success. Um, but you know, for somebody else, it may be really like, you know, if I can't really be, you know, an active player on the team, you know, and really be um, someone who's considered really good and, and on their way to pro ball and stuff, that's just not how I seek success. And I'm just not going to find satisfaction in that. And there's really neither, not a right or wrong. Um, but I think it's important to kind of figure out which one of those categories you are and how you really perceive success so that you're making your goals accordingly um, and not failing to see your success because you're only looking at it through other people's measure um, or, or whatever. You know, I think it's just important to be in touch with what you see success as because it's really going to vary. It does. Um, somebody told me, um, it, it, this will stick with me for the rest of my life. Um, in a really impactful moment, I was told, listen, it doesn't matter what other people think. You're born alone and you will die alone. It's your life and you just need to worry about you. And <laughs> that really, just given the circumstances for me personally, it was a very impactful statement. Um, but I do think that, that really anyone, even outside of the situation I was in when I heard that, can take something from that. Um, you're not setting goals for other people's benefits. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm not setting goals so that you'll be proud of me or my parents will be proud or you know, my boss or whoever else, everyone else in your life, no matter how permanent, um, at some point it does, it does just come down to you. Mm -hmm. uh, it's your life. And certainly we, we want to be cognizant of how we're affecting other people and with the impacts that we're having on their lives. I don't mean to diminish that, but when it comes to measuring the success of your own life and your happiness, when we're not affecting other people here, um, that it is, it's just about what matters to you. Um, what is the kind of life that will make you happy? Even if that's not what would make someone else happy that you care a lot about, admire, respect, if that's not what makes you happy, what makes you feel successful is what matters. Well, and I think that too, when we hear the word success, we often equate it with um, prestige, with money, with power, with um, you know, fame, recognition, awards, winning, you know, that's really the kinds of things that we equate success with. But we often kind of overlook the fact that success um, can, can be about personal success. You know, people don't talk about it as much. And when they do, it really stands out when people say, well, I'd rather be successful in my personal life than my professional life. Um, you know, or, or, you know, I, I don't really maybe have anything to show for my life that it would be impressive to most people, but I, I have been a success in my personal life, you know, maybe raising a family or, or maybe just, you know, again, kind of going back to maybe just making it into a certain sort of 
league or, you know, whatever kind of level uh, of what you're trying to do. And you didn't ever win or gain any sort of fame or notoriety, but it's a success that you got as far as you did. Um, and I, I think it's just, it's, it's sad how often we overlook those successes that are just, they don't have a lot of shine to them in the eyes of other people. And they're not really how other people would think of success, but it's like those other people, like you say, they don't know you. They're not, they're not you. They don't know what's important to you. They don't, um, they don't know what success is to you. You know, I, I love the show. I love Lucy. It's one of my favorite shows. And I, so I love to read about Lucille Ball and, um, you know, her life and her marriage to um, Desi Arnaz and everything. And, you know, it's, I mean, I would say funny, but I mean, it's kind of sad, tragic, but, you know, their marriage did fall apart and he, you know, kind of became an alcoholic and, and really everything started going downhill as they became more successful. And he really took on the reins of running this big company that they built. I mean, it was kind of like an empire. I mean, they weren't just making their show. They were, you know, they had studios and they were making all kinds of shows. And, you know, there was kind of this irony that years later after, you know, their marriage fell apart and everything, Desi Arnaz said, you know, I never wanted to run a business. That was never something that I intended to do. It's never something I wanted to do. You know, being this, um, you know, successful business mogul who has sort of had this, you know, studio empire, that was not actually, you know, what he had ever considered success. And he got kind of caught up in the trappings of the idea of, of this being success to, you know, get all this money and grow this company bigger and bigger and everything. And it, it sort of led to his failure um, in, in his personal life. Um, and, and I think that that's, that's a danger of letting other people's perceptions of success carry us away from our own perception of success. Oh, you're absolutely right. Um, I think we do, we spend so much time trying to achieve this stereotypical, um, widely accepted, uh, you know, sort of public version of success. And for some people that really is what they want. Um, mm -hmm. I know people that genuinely the things that they are wanting out of life, the things that make them feel fulfilled and feel whole and feel successful are, um, you know, education and their employment and the things that they're doing sort of to contribute in that way. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that at mm -hmm. all, as long as you're doing it for you. Yes. As long as it is because that's what makes you feel successful and not everyone falls into that category. And so I guess, I mean, we're, you know, not excluding anyone, but I think we kind of wanted to speak to the people who maybe are struggling to accept that their version of success doesn't maybe feel like success, right? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, publicly, it seems like sort of a, what are you doing with your life? What have you done? Um, when you meet up with people you haven't seen in a while, there the questions are always, you know, where are you working? What are you doing? Oh, you, you guys bought a house or how's your family? Nobody really asks, like, are you happy? Mm -hmm. And to me, that is where success really lies. Mm -hmm. um, I am really less concerned about all the other stuff 
for me, what feels successful is at the end of the day, was I happy? Like, did the things I did today, did they make me happy? Are they propelling me into a future where I'm happy? Did I make the people I care about happy? Um, that to me is success. And it's not, uh, you know, I think everybody wants to be happy, but some people, um, you know, that's maybe not their top priority just to be happy isn't enough. And that's okay too. Um, you know, there's no right or wrong, but knowing yourself and knowing what it is that you're really striving for in life is really important before you can start measuring how successful you actually are at that. Yeah. Well, um, I feel like I'm just quoting lots of books and movies and stuff, but, but I do always think it's funny, uh, the, this line in friends when Ross is saying for, you know, those of you who haven't seen it, one of the characters, you know, he, well, two of the characters get married when they're drunk in Vegas. And then, um, you know, one of them is supposed to go get it annulled and he doesn't, his name is Ross. And so, uh, he says, you know, I, I just can't have another failed marriage because he had two failed marriages before this one. And he said, I just couldn't end this marriage because I couldn't have another failed marriage. And then Chandler asks him, he says, well, at what point did you think this marriage was a success? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I just love that line, not only because it was hilarious, right. but because it just gave so much perspective to the fact that sometimes we are, are really failing at something. Um, you know, we're, we're not, we're not being fulfilled by it. We're not getting anything out of it. Uh, it's not helping us grow as a person. It's not benefiting us or anyone else in any way. Um, but we just keep doing it because we see quitting or walking away as failure. You know, we, we go, yeah. well, you know, if I, if I stop doing this now, I failed. And, you know, it, it's, you know, quitting is not synonymous with failure in my mind, knowing when to walk away from something, knowing when to say, you know what, I tried this and it's not for me. Or, you know, I thought that this would be something good to do, but it's, it's just not working out. And I can see now that it's not going to work out and having sometimes the strength, because sometimes it's hard to walk away from something you've invested yourself in or started. Um, but just having that, that power to, walk away from something is sometimes what success looks like for you. And, you know, sometimes that's by the world standards, they're going to say, well, you quit and you, you know, so that's a failure. That was a failed thing. Um, and we just, we hate, we hate failure. We hate the word failure. We hate the feeling of failing. Uh, we hate the perception of failure and how it'll make people see us. But, you know, really life is just about, you know, trying things and learning and growing and you know that's gonna that's gonna entail changing course and changing direction and you know learning things because we didn't know all the information the first time around and so now we're gonna do it differently the next time and it's all part of life uh and I think that you know if, if we take away this sort of fear of failure or just all of the negative emotions that we attach to failure, um, we can maybe stop looking at things through this really dichotomic like failure versus success view that really distorts 
are, are viewed not only of failure, but also of success and what success can look like. Because sometimes success can be disguised, I think, to look like failure, even though it can be a personal success for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I think that for me, that was um, really, you and I spent so long, oh my gosh, the hours and hours that you listened to me before I filed for a divorce of saying, well, you know, gosh, I've invested, you know, whatever it was at that point, nine years into this marriage. And it's, you know, it's going to be a failure. And what will people think? And what will they say? And what will, and it is, you, I, you know, you told me so many times and you were so correct. It's not those people's lives. I was the one having to live this. What did it matter if, you know, whoever insert a name here thought that I was making a bad decision or, you know, was failing, whatever. They're not the ones living within that marriage. And so what does it matter what they think? And um, you were absolutely right. Um, and I remember just so vividly, it will be like one of those memories that just sticks forever. It was like 1030 at night. And, you know, it was, it was early on after I had left and I'm in this little just like sardine can of an apartment. I don't have a dishwasher for the first time in my adult life. I don't have a dishwasher <laughs> and it's late and I'm having to get up at like 4.30 in the morning to go to work. And I haven't had to work in this whole time, you know, and it really was just this overwhelming, all this is new, all this is hard. And it's this huge downgrade from this life where, you know, I mean, my ex-husband was making you know, almost $200,000 a year. I didn't have to work. And we had this big house and a dishwasher. And, um, and now, you know, I'm like the single mom in this little apartment and it's late and I've missed lunch and dinner. And now I'm packing kid lunches and making dishes. And I just remember standing over the sink and it just being gross and tired. And, you know, it, my day wasn't even over yet. And still thinking, yeah, no, I, I'm happier now. And I feel that like, this is the life that I wanted. And this is the life that feels better for me. And it looked like a failure from the outside. Um, you know, I mean, people constantly, and everybody's divorces are different, obviously, but people would constantly, their first reaction would always be, oh, I am so sorry. And it's like, no, no, don't be sorry. <laughs> like, the, you should be thrilled for me. Like, it's actually fantastic. Um, you should have been sorry for the last nine years. <laughs> That's when I could have used that. Um, but it didn't look like uh, success on the outside. It looked like I had just completely fallen. But to me personally, it was a huge success. It's so much better to fall asleep every night thinking, this is the life that I'm happy with. My days are happy. And as I'm piecing all my days together, my life is happy. Um, and you know, that success doesn't look, um, it doesn't look stereotypical. Uh, and I don't think that if you just sort of, you know, read the back cover of my book, you wouldn't think I was successful, but if you really delved in and looked at it, you know, for my life and how I measure success, then you should be pretty happy for me. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, and, and that's the thing. It's like, um, you know, having, we just, we don't recognize, like we don't recognize women's emotional labor and we, we don't recognize so many things that you can't 
measure. Um, and so, you know, we don't recognize the strength that it can take to walk away from something, um, to, you know, turn down a promotion, you know, sometimes the, the just, I don't know, security in, in yourself, um, the, the ability to let go of the anxiety of like, well, I need, you know, a better and better job with more and more money, um, you know, or, or whatever, the ability to say, you know, that's not the, the life I want, you know, I'm, I'm happy in my job and I'm not going to be happy managing people. So, um, you know, I'm going to turn down this promotion, you know, that can be success. Um, you know, there's just so many ways that, like you say, from the outside, people might judge and, and, and say is not a success. And we just, we really, we miss out when we overlook, um, you know, all the, all the things that it takes and the strength of character, uh, the, sometimes the wisdom, the, just the ability to know yourself, all those things that it takes to sometimes, yeah, do something that doesn't look successful on the outside and to actually turn down that success or walk away from that success, um, that would be success, you know, deemed success by other people, but they're just not right for us, you know, and, and they're just not fulfilling us and making us happy. And, you know, like you say, it's, it's not the, we, we get one, one shot at this life, you know, this is yeah. your life. And once, once it's over, you don't get to go back and change things and redo it. Um, you know, and so I think it's important to, to, yeah, be willing to let go of what other people might think, um, about what you're doing and say, well, is this success to me? Does this feel good to me that yet I'm living my life this way? Yeah. And I think that if your answer is no, um, that can be sort of a, <laughs> a hard place to land if yeah. you realize that. Um, and I think the thing to remember is that really the only person you're in competition with is yourself. So as you are trying to get yourself to a place that you do feel successful, whoever you're inspired by or whatever life you're inspired by, um, ideas you're inspired by, it's important to keep in mind that you're only trying to be better than the version of you that you don't want to be anymore. Mm -hmm. So don't try and measure yourself, even if you're trying to grow, don't try and measure your, which we should all always continuously, I think, be trying to grow, even if we are happy, but don't measure that against other people. It's okay to be inspired by them, um, but don't uh, don't measure your success based on how other people are doing. And I think there's a real need to accept where you're at and still love yourself and be okay while still wanting more. Um, you can want to change. You can want to grow. You can. Um, you know, want things to be different, but you should never postpone, um, you know, or hold hostage loving yourself and caring about yourself, um, being happy with where you're at until you reach another place. Mm -hmm. um, you know, life is a journey. It's, it's not a destination. And mm -hmm. <laughs> I think it's so important that we, you know, at whatever stage we're at, wherever we are in our map of where, you know, where we're trying to get, you be kind to yourself, accept yourself as you are, even if it's not a place that you're proud of. 
um, acknowledge that, own it. It's still you. And even if you feel like you're damaged, you are still wonderful and incredible and you're the only you. And if you want to be better, just work on being better than you. Yeah. And I mean, too, like you're saying, you know, sometimes you're going to look at other people and compare yourself to them. And you haven't seen everything that they've gone through, uh, you know, that they probably started about where you are at one point. And then, you know, they, they made that decision to go from there. Um, You know, or maybe not, maybe they, they had a really easy privileged existence and everything's always gone really well for them. But a lot of times when that's the case, those people, because they haven't had to work so hard to get where they are, they, they feel sometimes not as successful as they look to other people. They feel a little bit of emptiness because they haven't had that fulfillment of really working hard to get where they are that they can sort of look back on. And you just, you just don't know, you know, and you don't know who's looking at you. And maybe you do have, um, you know, a, a failed marriage and, and you don't know who's maybe looking at you going, gosh, I wish that I, you know, was as, as strong as, as her to walk away and, you know, start fresh and start new. Um, you know, you just, you never know really what other people think when they see you and you don't know what really is going on with the people that you look at and admire. Um, so, so yeah, so there's not a lot of value in, in comparing yourself. Like you say, you can, you can be inspired by people, but the comparison, um, is it's always going to be very lacking and incomplete. So there's just not a lot of value in it. Um, and so, so yeah, just accept yourself where you are, start where you are. Um, and then a little piece of advice that I, um, you know, have found helpful to remember. I think it was from the book, The Four Agreements. I haven't actually read that. My husband read it, so I'm not 100% oh, sure. it's a good that. book. It's a- <laughs> he said it was a good book. And I think this quote was from that book. Maybe you'll know once I say it. But um, it, it was that our best doesn't look the same every day. Does that sound like it's I believe that is from the book. They also have a um, neat set of little like um, inspirational oracle cards that you can get with the deck too and I'm pretty sure that's on one of the cards we'll see there you go okay (laughs) that's the right track I yeah because I haven't read it yet although I I have been told it's excellent um but I really liked that little nugget because I think that sometimes even when we're comparing ourselves to ourselves, we think, well, I, you know, I was able to do this and today, you know, I'm just, you know, not, and I'm just messing up and whatever. Um, and you know, you're, you're not going to be at your personal best every day, as far as, you know, if you're looking at your personal best is like the, the highest you've achieved, you know, you, you broke the, the record for the most, <laughs> Right. You know, things done in a day, this day, you're not going to be at that level every day. Um, and so, you know, it, it's important to remember, I think, too, that measuring success means measuring yourself, you know, day by day and going, oh, yeah. you know, this was not the best I've ever done, but it was the best I could do today. You have to kind of grade on a curve or an average or, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> yes no that's excellent advice and you should absolutely read the four agreements well i will will have to do that (laughs) i'm I'm saying that about the cards i think they're probably out of print now but you can probably get them on ebay or something it's been a long time since i got those but um yes excellent book excellent excellent book um well did you want to go to highs and lows 
All righty. You can start us off if you want, because I think I went first last time. All right. Um, so my low was that uh, I live in the state of Vermont, which is not a low. I like, I love Vermont. I love living here, but um, <laughs> they did make a huge, huge mistake. Um, anyone that filed unemployment over the summer, which a lot of people had to due to COVID, and I was one of those people, um, they mailed out 1099s for your unemployment that you know you qualified for over the summer. However, they sent out all these wrong 1099s. So <laughs> I got um, a 1099 for someone with a very similar name. Oh no. It was not me. And oh, somebody no. else got mine. Oh, no. So my social security number is um, you know, in someone else's hands right now. Oh, and no. I have to hope that they are as honest and um, good as I am with the person who's 1099 I received. But now everyone is going to be enrolled in, or we have to enroll ourselves. So oh. that's one more thing now I have to do is enroll in, you know, this identity, um, you know, protection service thing. And it's just a huge headache. Um, I just want to be able to file my taxes and now you can't file your taxes and Ugh. you know, hold on, we're going to send you an envelope to send back the mistaken 1099s and oh, no. we'll reissue everybody's and your social security number might've been stolen. And it is just, you know, I mean, filing for unemployment was sort of its own. I mean, that's measure success against yourself. Nobody feels good. I don't think filing unemployment um, and it was a huge, uh, it really was a much harder process than it should have been because everyone was trying to do it. And now, as I thought all that was in the rearview mirror, it just sort of come back to bite me again. So oh. that was definitely my low. Yeah. Um, that did not feel that. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I can't. So if you have my 1099, <laughs> please don't use my social security number. Um, <laughs> Uh, my high for this week is going to sound very small, but you know, again, we measure success against ourselves. So this was a big deal for me. I put up a shelf in my kitchen and a shelf in my bathroom. And Yay. as mentioned, my apartment is about the size of a sardine can and <laughs> there's just nowhere to put anything. And I don't have any storage in the bathroom except for a very small medicine cabinet with shelves that are like a half inch wide, you know, and mm -hmm. <laughs> like you can't even balance a toothbrush in there. <laughs> so I put up, finally, I put up a shelf behind the toilet so I can actually store the backup toilet paper and my makeup in there now, which you have to be in the living room. So <laughs> I'm very excited about that. I'm going to put a shelf up in the kitchen with my one window that I can put plants in. So all my plants are now happy in that window instead of like trying to get little bits of sunlight here and there where they can. Now everybody's nice and lined up in that window and I'm very excited about that. So it was a small thing, but as we're all spending a lot of time at home with COVID and my space is such a, um, you know, uh, it's a high sought commodity or, you know, whatever. I don't have a whole lot of it. So <laughs> to be able to utilize a little bit more, like find some little bonus spot to store things was actually a very big deal. 
Absolutely. I, I always think that it, getting any kind of like organization done or, or transforming a space a little bit so that it's just, you know, better or, you know, looks nicer, or you can keep your things better. I just, I always feel so good about that. <laughs> oh yeah. And I'm sure that everybody is going to be thrilled that the toilet paper is now in the bathroom and not in the living room. Cause that's made for some awkward and uncomfortable moments. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. That toilet. We all learned last year the true value of toilet paper. So. <laughs> I moved it out of the safe and into the bathroom. <laughs> all right, Sarah. Well, finish us off with your low and then your high. All righty. So, my low, I'm going to say, um, is that I've been working on this project and just working really hard on it and kind of felt like I was over a little bit of a hump where there was just tons of stuff to do. And then just as much stuff kind of got piled back on, which was, which was frustrating because I was like, oh, I thought that I'd kind of taken care of all this and now I was gonna move on to other things. So, you know, I've just been super, super busy trying to do so much. And so to have all that kind of, um, you know, piled back on was like, oh, that was kind of a low feeling for sure. Um, but the high would be that I was able to kind of stick to my plans to slow down a little bit this last week and spend a little bit more time with the family. Um, and so, you know, I think the temptation was really to try to power through and, and work really hard and get all this stuff done. But, you know, as was apparent by the fact that, you know, so much keeps getting piled back on it, the work will be there and I can, <laughs> I can power through and power through and power through, um, you know, but work will continue to be there. And so, um, you know, I was able to kind of stick to my decision to slow down a little bit and spend a little bit more time, you know, just with my family and just, you know, relaxing a little bit more. And, you know, it just ended up being a really nice week where there was just more quality time with my kids and more quality time with my husband and just those kind of nice conversations that you can have when you're really spending time with someone and not just exchanging to-do lists and, you know, did you get this done and that done and, <laughs> you know, what it can turn into. So, um, you know, I think that even though my low was having a lot more work piled on, my high was being able to kind of um, not let that take over the week and really slow down a little bit anyway. So. Well, that's awesome. I'm glad that you chose your, um, you know, your personal time as your success and not accomplishing all the never ending work. Yes. Yes. Which I think would have been more of what the world would have deemed success, but I did. I, I found my personal success there in, in connecting with my family and slowing down. And um, yeah, I'm glad I made that decision. Oh, well, good. And hopefully before too long here, we'll be able to share your special project with all of our listeners. Yes, I would love that. I'm super excited about it. All right. Well, something to tune in for because um, I'm sure it'll be coming soon. <laughs> yes, yes it, it will. It will for sure. <laughs> well, I think that's all for today. Thanks again for joining us and we will see you next time. Yes. Yeah, see you then. Bye. Bye. World. World.